welcome back once again, everyone. Shall we open up this second one with a silent word of prayer? Amen. Welcome back once again, everyone. Um, before we started, uh, was, um, I was talking with Swinon, Brother West, Sister M, and the Lord brought up a nice thought. You can see the importance of baptism, that it really, really is important. It's very, I mean, it, he's really bringing it home. And, and to show that when John went out there baptizing people, John really understood baptism. And he, because what we're understanding is what he understood. You know, and he really understood what he was doing, and he really understood what he was teaching people and its importance. And what it showed, what, what were we learning? That there's life after death. Amen. Baptism literally teaches that. That there's life after death. You go into the water, one life died, the first life died, and you're now living a second life. So, it's designed to, so the second life you're living is literally designed to teach you that there's a second life after this death. So, yeah, after the natural death. So John really taught because he says, who have warned you? to flee from the wrath to come. Who told you to flee from the second death to come? Yeah, who told you this? And so when you come and get baptized, John, we have to literally tell people, look, this, this is a symbol to represent that there's a life after this experience. So you're getting baptized as a demonstration that you're living for the life to come. And the life that's coming, the Lord is gonna give you an earnest of his spirit so you can live it now. So the Lord gives you eternity at baptism so you can live for eternity. That's what he gives you at baptism. And I came out here hearing Romario saying he'd take something. No, God really does take something at baptism. Yep. What, what does he take away? Death. You can now live the new life. You can live the new life. The sin that had power over you, once you get baptized, no longer have power over you. It, yeah, you just, amen. You just got to walk. You got to keep pace with the light, and then that sin will no longer have power over you. The Satan that had power over you no longer has power over you because you come under a new jurisdiction. You come under the jurisdiction, so baptism is essentially, it really is, it. literal baptism is really important. That's what it really does, and the Lord does that. So I praise God for the, com if it wasn't for that conversation, we wouldn't have had this thought for this second presentation. So swimming left by praying, I love, this is a promise that I really try to remember all the time. All things work together for good. Even those unseemly situations, 
that we don't appreciate, we, we don't readily like at that moment, if we really believe it works together for good. And you know, but this part of the text used to bother me. It says all things work together for good. Bother me in this sense. All things work together for good for those who what? Do I love you, God? So that all things can work together for good. Do I love you? You know, because then it, it, won't, it won't work for me for good. Because the text says all things work together for good for those who love God. And then the next part. And are called according to his purpose. Are we called? Praise God. So all things is working together for good. I was like, it's a, Amen. 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 Praise God. So I, I really thank God for that. These verses really, they really are becoming alive. They're not just something you read in a text. You know, it's like, man, this is, this is us. This is really talking about us. When I read this, this is me. Paul, he put that there for me. That, that He put it there for my, the Holy Spirit had him put that there for every one of us individually. We're to take God individually for ourselves. So when we say, Lord, you said all things work together for good for those who love God. And then you said to me, if I love you, I'll keep your commandments. Well, at least I know this much. I'm keeping your Sabbath. So that means all things must work together for good because of at least I understand this much. Amen. So when the bad thing comes to me, the, when I begin the next week, no, I kept the Lord's Sabbath. So whatever come this week is to work together for me for good to bring me back to the next Sabbath. Amen. So that I can begin the next week the same way. Amen. So you, we really have to believe that. You know, we really have to believe that and, and, and really get up that day. And I, I really try to remember that every time I go on, even in these situations. So I thank God for that little talk, that little conversation, because it really brought it home for me why to be the second John. You know, the first John did his part. He got the people ready for Christ's first coming. And the second John has to get people ready for what? Ah, see, I knew y'all would do that. I, but it's a, the second, the, the natural set, the... Uh, what's spiritual the spiritual first coming is everyone following because in order to get people ready for the second coming the kind of john you have to be guess what it is? your sins have to be blotted out the people who have their sins blotted out really prepare people for the second coming because christ is coming the second time without what without sin so if you're going to give the message about his second coming you must be without what sin is everyone following you can't give the real message of the second coming until you're without sin. You can warn people that Christ is coming the second time, but the true warning that he's coming the second time, he blots out a people's sin. That's the true warning. A people's sin is blotted out, and you're not going to find no fault or no blemish in them, and that's going to be the strongest evidence on this planet that there really is a second coming because the first coming accomplished its job. It freed a people from sin. So now Christ can come the second time. So baptism frees you from the power of sin. So Christ can come the, the, the second time in your life. No, so you can live. And is baptized. Amen. You have to believe Before you die. Amen. Amen. And when you go down in the water grave, you come up almost sealed, earnestly. Sealed Amen. That's what the Bible that says. Amen. That you're freed from sin. And then you, you, you pop... You, you have, you now have the power to live a life. Amen. Free from sin. Amen. And you demonstrate that by you living your life. And I really like what Michelle said the other day. This is really real. This is Paul. Peter said, "This is no fairy tale. This is real. The reality of it is to be seen in our lives. That this is really real. Literally, when we get baptized, a power. As I look back over my life, and I got baptized, a power was broken. As I look back, I wasn't." Um, the, the food I used to eat 
and all. There was a power not to eat those things anymore. Is everyone following? You do experience that because while all of a sudden you now give up certain things because of power that you used to love. Power, even though that, that clamoring is still there to try to bring you back because that's what sin does. It tries to bring you back. But Christ gives you power. But in order to keep on getting that power, you have to study. You got to walk in the light so that you can keep getting that. People who we see fall away is because they stop walking in the light. So they stop receiving the power that will make them live the new life. They stop, they stop eating. That's why we can't stop. After baptism, that's really when life begins. Life begins really after baptism. Amen. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, life begins at birth. So we're going to go back to the note. Um, uh, um, I don't, I think he's the bottom of page 24. Now, we, I don't expect to get through all of this. That's not the goal. The goal is just to... Um, yeah, the wet the app, yeah, amen. This is just an appetite, you know, to make us desire the whole thing at the end of the day. So um, so we can begin. Who did we leave off with? I don't remember. I think it was on this side, right? Page 24. Moses makes the most solemn and touching appeal to the children of Israel, saying, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed shall live. Nay. This was a this was a life which might be obtained by obedience, and a death that would be incurred by disobedience. Hence, it cannot refer to the first life or the first death, for these are not conditions. That's it. Amen. Is that it? No. Okay. Turn you, turn you. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways from from why will you die, O house of Israel? Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Not the righteous. Yeah. No. Because the Bible says hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. It's not prepared for us. Jesus died so that hell is not prepared for us. It's, but if we want to join Satan, then you can go join him. That's your, that's your what? That's your choice. Anyone who's going to hell, they made that choice to go. No one is going to hell because of ignorance. God is not going to punish people for ignorance because the, the law can't do that. God's law doesn't do that. It, 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 what is it? It's not just. That's why babies can't be punished. It wouldn't be just. How can the law punish them? What personal sin did they commit? They were born into a condition they had no control over. So God is God's law is just. But the point is, I, I've never read my Bible in with that kind of a light. light and I want us to see the Lord wants us to read our Bible. Anytime you see a, a decision for life or death is not talking about this one. It's talking about the one that's coming. And God, because God says, choose eternal life or choose eternal death. I've set before you eternal life and I'm setting before you death. 
and they both hung on how, how our response to law. We're going to get eternal life if we're obedient, or we're going to get eternal death. What is eternal death? You're going to sleep forever. You're just going to remain in an unconscious sleeping state for the rest for forever. Okay, yeah, amen. That is a destruction. Yeah, you're gonna be destroyed. Yeah, amen. You're gonna be destroyed, and then you're gonna sleep. And and what what is the equivalent? Not the equivalent, but what is the type of that? You work all day, and then you sleep. You suffer all day, and then you sleep. So you're gonna suffer all day in the lake of fire, and then you sleep. No, no, no refreshing. Yeah, no refreshing. Yeah, the sun never rises. Is it perpetual? Is eternal? That's eternal death. Yeah, amen. So I, I. Ah man, yeah, amen. Because that's literally what Joshua did. It stood still until they died. So the lake of fire burns until you die. This is what the Lord showed. Rise for them. They never saw it go down. Man. Only those who see the sun go down have the assurance it will rise. Life after again. death. Amen. That's not, man. He really does stand it still. And they, they, because you die how you how you come up, how you die. <coughs> you know, you, how you go down is how you come up. They don't see the sun go down for them, it has no end. It's, it's eternal destruction. That's why you got to see, you, no that's end. why you have to see the second life. Because you know there's a, by faith, you know there's a life after this. Yeah. So you come up how? That way. Yeah, they, they didn't believe in it. So they didn't believe in it. So they die in that state of mind that they had. They, they, they die. And we're going to see Job. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to it, but we'll, if we get to it, we'll talk about it. If not, hopefully the Lord brings it back to mind. Let me know when we get to the immortality, mortality part. All right. Next one. Next reader, please. The death threatened Adam cannot be averted by turning to God. Consequently, this text must refer to another death. And unto this people thou shalt say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. Jesus Christ says, For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. This was a death that might be averted by faith. Hence, it must refer to another death beside the one all men die whether they believe or not amen you see why this has to be connected to the midnight cry because the whole world don't understand this the whole christian church don't really understand this seventh day adventists i've never really heard them teach this way this is a light that was buried up in the traditional understanding of adventism this was buried up how many churches are you hear teaching people that you know, the reason you're being baptized is so that you escape the second death? And the reason you're being baptized is so that you're, you're on the right road to receiving the second life. The beginning of the second life begins at baptism. So even though you're going to sleep, Christ is going to wake you back up so you can continue that life. Yeah. That's what baptism, it really begins at baptism. Amen. You die in your sins. Yeah, you just have to believe that the truth that was sent in Christ Amen. is the truth that that's why you get baptized. Amen. Because you are sent that Christ is the one that that's why John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin. And everyone Amen. that believed that could now learn of Christ. Amen. And you know why I like that? Christ is the only man that lived eternal life on earth. He lived a perpetual righteousness. 
So even though he died, he had to wake up to do what? Continue that life. Because the law says if you're obedient, you're to have life. Then what, then what, what stopped him from having life? Sin. Sin stopped that life. But how long? Only for three days. It only stopped that life for three. But so you really can't get to heaven without the cross. You really can't. The, cr the cross is, the sin is always, you've got to cross over if you want that life. You have to go through a trial if you want that, that afterlife. But you need to live a life that's righteous before that cross test comes. That's why when we come to the Sunday law, the Lord will have a perfect people at the Sunday law. He will have a perfect people. And they have to walk through the Sunday law that same way because if they walk through it that way, they get to come back up that way at the final review because they went through that way. And the Lord has given us an opportunity to, 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 to have that now at this time. Eternal life was really given on the day of Pentecost. And that life was to continue until Christ comes a second time to, to crown it for, for the, for, from that point forward by giving us a new body. That's how he's going to... I praise God for these things. Amen. 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 He was, he was telling them the second death. Amen. Be baptized because the blood of hell keeps you from the second death. Amen. Amen. Nice. So, the work that we yes, they really they did. Yeah. Okay, so who are they? They're us. Yes. We have to see what, that's why I said we're the second John. John prepared people for the first coming. So the second John prepares people for the, I got to, the spirit, what was it again? Spiritual. The spiritual first coming. Amen. Because first comes that which is what? Christ came the first, Christ came the first time naturally. So Christ has to come the, the First time how? Spiritually. So he needs a John to prepare the way for that coming. And that's where we are. But in order to prepare people for that coming, we need to know what John knew. And we need to know what the disciples knew. Amen. Because what are we coming to? What are we coming to? The refreshing. So in order to bring people to the refreshing, we really need to know what they knew. Christ has to give us the knowledge in which they had so that people can be prepared for the refreshing. And once we're refreshed, now we can tell people Christ is coming the second time. He's come because the refreshing is a type of the second coming. That's what it is. Once the people are prepared for that, now Christ. So the real message of the second coming, the real thing that's going to come, we won't really see it until we receive the latter rain. Because it's a what? It's a secret. It's a, amen. It's for a people who's been cleansed. But Christ is going to give us a measure of it. That's what we get at the Sunday law, a measure of his second coming. But once Judas leave, he can really show us how he's going to come. Yeah, he can now really tell us. And if we thought that we were afraid, that's why we need our sins blotted out. Because having our sins blotted out, when he revealed it to us, there's no fear in me. Perfect love, what does it do? All right, so now I can see the perfect second coming. Because that fear that would have prevented me from receiving it would have made me run to the rocks and to the dens. But now that my sins is blotted out, I'm going to say, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. That's what I'm going to say. Amen? That's what the Lord's trying to do for us. But this is where it starts. It starts with this life, this, this life he's given so that we can get ready, get ready for it. Next read. Is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Man cannot have eternal life in the present life. It must therefore refer to a future life. The death here threatened refers <coughs> to the same state and to the, refers to the same state. Hence, both must be in the world in the world to come. When man receives his reward for obedience or disobedience, he life and death are Life and death are also contrasted in chapter 8, 13. Huh? Romans 8, right? In chapter 8, 13. Yeah, in chapter 8. That's it? No. no. Oh. Sin, sin, sin when finished bringeth forth death. Thus, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Personal sins will not finish their work until man is raised to a second life. To die again, but they shall be accounted worthy to attain to the resurrection, the resurrection of the just, and the world, and the world to come, will not die, but be as angels. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain the world, that world, and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die anymore. Amen. That's it. Yeah. I want us to see. This is what Satan is trying to hide from people. He hid the first death from our parents, where Christ says you shall surely die. And Adam and Eve believed that lie. But now, you're going to die. That, that one's already here. You can't escape this one anymore. But Christ says because there's a second probation, there's a second death. So what is Satan's lie? You shall not surely die. He has to continue. He has to perpetuate the same lie. He has to hide. The, he hid the first death from our parents' view. Now he needs to hide the second death from our view. He, he's now telling us that, no, there is no life after this life. That's what he was telling Adam and Eve. This is why his lies only increasing as time go on. He made the Jews believe that lie. That's why nobody got into the ark. That's why they didn't get, because they didn't believe that there was life after that. Amen. And there was life after that. It's, the, the whole Bible is covered with life and death. It's all covered with it. And so the Jews, the Sadducees, had their belief that there is no resurrection. But the Pharisees, they, they believe that, okay, a man does die. But um, what was their belief? After, after three days, he's yeah, after, yeah, he's corrupt and he's really dead. So, amen. So Jesus overthrew both those ideas, showing them that, yes, even though you saw corruption, even though you're going to be dead for 4,000 years, I'm going to raise you from the dead. That's what he told them by raising Lazarus. I'm, I have power over corruption. I'm going to raise you and I'm going to put life back into you. And just like Lazarus got life back into him and he died, so you're going to get life back into you and suffer and then you die just like Lazarus. That's what he told the Pharisees that day. Because Satan lied to them that there's no wages for sin. And it's the same lie. So wait a minute. So what's the purpose of the papacy? To perpetuate the same lie. But the papacy makes it stronger. It makes that lie stronger. But wait a minute, the papacy died to show that there is death. But who comes up? Apostate Protestant. And they're going to strengthen that lie. And so when we say people receive the mark of the beast, mark of the beast people are really going to believe that there's safety in keeping Sunday. They're really going to believe that. That they won't surely die what? The second death. But some are going to go along with it because they fear the second death. You know, they're going to go along with it. It's a spiritual time period. Yeah, they're going to go with it. So this is why we need a correct understanding.
Because by understanding, men what? Depart from evil. They won't participate in the evil. They won't go along with it because they really know. How do they know? Because they know within themselves. How do they know within themselves? Because sin died within them. Sin no longer controls them after baptism. Is everyone following? They're experiencing that for in themselves. So Christ really becomes a personal savior to them. So like Ellen White, we would say, like Joseph, how can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Because Joseph knew the wages of sin is death. I, I can't do that because I witnessed death in my own self. But I also witnessed life in my own self. So there is a real reward coming for both for death and for life. The reward that's coming in yourself because Christ destroyed sin in us. Christ is saying he's going to destroy sinners because sin is in them. And because life is in you, because he gives you life to live a new life, there is an eternal life coming. Because he gives it to you. Is everyone following? It's a beautiful thing that beautiful thing that Lord is teaching. All of this is designed to encourage us to live a righteous life. Yes, all of them. Every one of them. Amen. Yes. Ah, amen. Amen. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Amen. Amen. How can I do this thing and die again? What happened? He died anyway. Amen. You know what Swinton just showed right there? Two Sunday laws. Yes. That's what you just showed. He died, he rose again, and he's got to go back through it again. And then what happened? He was lifted up to heaven and he got Egypt. Yep, he got Egypt. Two Sunday laws. And how do you prove that? Because Christ is going through two Sunday laws. He did it naturally himself, and we got to do it at the end of the world. Is everyone seeing it? There's two Sunday laws that are, I don't know why the Lord is bringing this back up, but he is bringing back up. There are two Sunday laws that we're going to have to. When I say two Sunday laws, it's, it's going to come the first time, and it's going to stop at one time, and it's going to come again. And do y'all one 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 see what that is showing? Does, if we just take that thought I just showed in relation to life and death, do y'all see what that is showing? Do y'all see what that is showing? The two Sunday laws. It's showing two sufferings. So what is the wicked going to suffer in the lake of fire? Two sufferings. They're going to suffer and then it's going to pause a little bit. Peace and safety, suffer again. Is everyone following? Satan is going to come up, and what, is, what does the Bible say is going to happen to him? They're going to kill him. Does everyone remember reading that? Man is going to kill him, and what's God going to do? Raise him back up, and then God kills him. Yes, amen. To die again. Do unto others as you'd have done unto you. You want to bring this kind of suffering upon people? This is the kind of suffering God's going to bring upon you. Reward her how? Double. The lake of fire is double. Is everyone following? This is designed to keep us from receiving the mark of the beast. It's really designed to do that, to keep us from, from... Sunday worship is the most evil thing anybody can do on this planet. It's the most evil thing to worship on Sunday. Evil. Because Sunday is the congregation of the dead. And the Sabbath is the congregation of the living. It's evil to worship on Sunday. You're welcoming, you're inviting, you're imbibing in death. Amen. To choose. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
So what do you connect now with that message? Come out of her, my people, that you receive not of the plague that she's resting in. She's resting in evil, so I'm going to give her evil. So come out so you don't share in that evil. And come keep the Sabbath and share in the life. The Sabbath is for the saints of life. Those who have life will keep God's seventh-day Sabbath. Those who don't have life will show that they keep Sunday. So come out of that death and come keep the life with the people of God. Even though it seems like it's death to keep the Sabbath. And even though Satan is going to make it seem like it's life to keep Sunday. It's a deception. It's a complete deception. That just shows how powerful his deception is going to be. Even for Adventists. Even for Adventists. Advent, many Adventists are going to come to believe that keeping Sunday is going to save them. Many of them. Why? Because they don't understand life and death, the death and the resurrection of Christ. This subject, amen. Yes, that too. There is a fear and then they go do it because they fear it. Amen. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. And we have to fortify ourselves against that. Amen. 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 To know this and to turn from it, not good. You know, but the Lord is teaching us this because he wants us to go forward. He, he's encouraging us to come apart. That means there's a, as we're learning this from what we've been understanding, there's a great revelation he's about to give about life and death. But we can't get it until we got this first one. Yeah, we have to get this. Yeah, what we're learning is just the natural part of it. Is the, amen. We're just learning. There's a real view he's going to show us about. And that one, if this sin is not purged out of us, if this wrong understanding is not gone from us, we'll run from the next one. This one is designed to make us run from the sin. So that when we get the next one, we will keep running from the sin. But if we don't receive this one, then we'll run from Christ who comes to reveal sin and to show us what he's going to do to sin but at the same time show us what he's going to give for the reward of those who put away sin Amen. you know so christ is really priming our ground right now to reveal the real light on life and death he's just preparing our grounds for it uh, next reading please this is the, pe the peculiar privilege of none but the righteous they which shall be accounted worthy the unworthy will have part in the second resurrection and the second death. Neither can they die any more. This cannot mean more and, and most death, but that they cannot die again. We are plainly told I really that love all that. who do not overcome are not worthy shall die again a second time. I really like that. That's really nice. They can't die again. You know, they, they've already lived in this life and, and that's it. You know, the second death is only for the wicked, only for those who can die again. Why can they die again? They died in a mortal state. Christ comes to swallow up mortality. So he put on immortality. So you can't die again. Once he clothed you with immortality, you can't die again. And that's the, that's the latter rain. Once you receive the latter rain, you can't die again. Yeah. The, so what do you now need? A land. But who's on the land? The wicked. The wicked's on the land, so he's got to remove them. Yeah, they're on the land. But what is the Canaanite? Our bad members. <laughs> these hands and these feet. It, it, yeah, it's got to go. This flesh got to go. But we, when does that go? At the second coming. 
That one goes at the second coming and he gives us the new glorified body so that we can live in that land with a pure and cleansed mind. So it's really nice what the Lord is saying. And that we experience at baptism. All of it because you come into a new body. What? A church. You come into a new body. You left the old body of death, the world. And you come into the new body, the church, with what? A new mind. All of that is taught at baptism. Everything we need to know is taught at baptism. All right there. The whole Bible is about life and death. That's really what it's about. Christ is saying every day choose life or choose death. It's a choice. So what does a man have control over? His choice. That's what we have. We have control over our choice. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus purchased choice for us. Adam and Eve sold their first choice. And Christ went to the Father and bought man a second choice, a second probation. But it was at a price. That price was his life. He gave his life to give us a second choice. And how are we using that? This is why even the wicked, they're enjoying the, the life that God gave them. But they're squandering it like the prodigal son in this life. They're wasting the life Christ bought for them in this life. But Christ gave us this life. Christ gave us his life in this life, not for us to squander it, but to live for the new life. That's why he gave it to us. All those who choose to live for the new, all those who are living the life to come now will get the life that's coming then. But we need to live like we have that life now. Amen. And show the world that there is a power in the gospel. That there is a part that the gospel is stronger than death. It's stronger than sin. It's stronger. That's where we come in. Bear witness that the gospel is really stronger than sin. That sin has no power over those living the gospel. Even though we're in Egypt, even though we're in this world, even though we smell the chicken and all this stuff frying, it has no power. And even though I smell it, it doesn't draw me to it anymore. Because Christ took that desire from me. It's not there anymore. So death really has no power over me. We live that every day. But if we sin, we're showing that it has still that's, power you know, over you. That, bro, that teaches, that everything teaches dead meat. Death really have no power Amen. Over you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah amen. That's nice. Animals, that's amen. Amen. Dead meat has no power. Man, that's amen. Everything. Amen. Everything. everything. Amen. Now, based on what Swinner just said and what we've been showing, what we've been showing, God is really with us right now. Not only is he with us, we're following the cloud. You know that, you know he's the one teaching us when the cloud is shining everywhere you look. Every, every, every thought you go to now, you see the same thing being illustrated. It's everyone, that's following the cloud. You know, we're walking with the cloud because the cloud is lighting up everywhere we go. The cloud is witnesses. Every witness we turn to, we see an explanation to what we're learning. So Christ is leading because the thought is coming from heaven. Angels are here pouring because they understand this. So they're giving, it's, that's just really nice to know. Amen. 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 So what should we, so what should we logically be at the end of the world? Vegetarians. Because anyone who chooses life will choose a vegetarian diet. Because Genesis chapter 1, the Lord says, this is what will preserve this natural life, this natural diet. So we will eat this way to preserve this diet. But what does Satan say to make people eat all the diet? You shall not surely die. You need your protein. So you need to eat meat. But wait a minute. You're a liar. Protein's in everything. I just need to consume a lot more of what I need. Huh? Amen. Not from the middleman. 
Amen. That's the middleman. We don't get we don't need to get it from that man. We don't need that man. Christ is the only middleman. And Christ is the, the vegetarian man. That's the one that we eat. Amen. He he comes with all the food we need. All the nutrients man need is in Christ. Yeah, amen. Even then he still tells you, eat meat. Because all the food, all the nutrients you need is only in all the life we need is in him. What is that saying to us? All the life we need is in what the word teaches us to do. And when we do what the word to say, when we do what the word says to do, we're receiving all the life God wants us to have for this time so that we can live a right life. So we can live a right life. The wrong diet leads us to live a wrong life. So the wrong understanding that the world has about the state of the dead. I want us to see something here. This understanding is doing something for us. What is it doing for us? We're getting an, ad an advanced light that's going to help us not to receive the mark of the beast. Amen. Those who don't have this understanding we have, they're on the road to receiving the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. They're literally, even though they're keeping the seventh day Sabbath, by not having a correct understanding of death and life, they're already on Satan's chart to receive the mark of the beast because he has a deception prepared for that lie in which they're imbibing in right now. He's going to feed that lie they believe. He's going to feed it. In fact, he's feeding it right now. He's strengthening it for the super lie that he's going to bring at the Sunday law. And the Lord is the Lord is weaning us off of that lie right now by giving us the vegetarian natural diet he gave to our pioneers in the beginning. That's the vegetarian diet we eat in. Going back to the old path is the vegetarian diet. Amen. And we're eating that and the Lord is weaning us so to prepare us for the meat that he's going to give us, the real meat from heaven that he's going to give us so that we can make it through the Sunday law. Because without the meat, we can't make it through the Sunday law. But without the vegetarian diet, you can't get the meat. The Amen. Praise God. That's really nice thought. Now, amen. The verse says, and death and hell were cast into cast the lake of, yeah, amen. Which is the Sunday law. Amen. This is the second death. Amen. So God has to come forth and kill death itself. Yeah, but first, that wrong thought of death needs to die in us. In us amen. So we are seeing the second death amen. in type while we are living at the same time. Amen. Level. Because Christ is trying to have us to actually fear him. Amen. I was just thinking that. I was, I, that's the faith the 144 got to have. They have to die by faith, you know. The seven last plague is an earnest of the second death. That's what I was getting to. It's an earnest of it. Because in that time, what does the Lord do? What is he doing there? How is he doing it, though? He's not holding anything back. What's the lake of fire? Where's New Jerusalem in relation to the lake of fire? In the sky. That's the 144. No, it's not in the sky. It's on the earth. It's on the earth. While the fire is burning, New Jerusalem is right there on the earth because it's represented by the flood. Where was the, where was the ark? In the earth. Where's the 144 going to be when the plagues are poured out? In the earth. But are they going to die? No, because the Bible says the second death has no power over them. The seven last plagues has no power over them. So the lake of fire has no power over New Jerusalem. It's a curse for those without. It's a blessing for those within. Yes, amen. They, the whole universe is going to have to witness the lake of fire. They're going to. Everyone must see what the wages of sin really is. So that way sin won't rise up. How? 
a second time because the righteous will understand this. If the Lord has to do a second death a second time, oh my Lord, no way is sin going to rise up a second time. No, who wants to see that again? Because to see that again is, there's no number for it. There's just no number for it. Amen. It means that when you're in those trials, you can't be touched either. Yeah, that's true. That's Amen. Right? Amen. So the trial is what we're going to go through between now and the silver Sunday, but we have to know that we can't be touched. Because all things work together for good. Amen. Such was Joseph's experience. Yeah, right. Amen. Next reading, please. Well, how much time do I have left? Am I going to, where's the immortality part? I asked a question. Yeah, it's on yeah, page it's 24. On page. What page are we on? No, nah, that's, yeah, you're fucking up. All right, I'm going to so jump. You're, the question is asked on page 31. And what page are we on? We're on 20, 28, 29. All right, I'm going to jump over 28 because we can read most of this on our own. I want to end off on that one. And then, Lord willing, the third short one, we're going to go into that one. So go down to the question of that note. The question. What was it that was asked? What was the relation of man to the law before the fall? Mortal or immortal? All right, now I'm going to stop there. That was uh, page uh, 28? 31. 31. All right, Swindon already knows the answer, so I'm not looking for him to give it. I think Rashad and Romario, y'all know too, yeah, right? Yeah. And Asante, you know too. So Asante, you're exempt this time. I might know too, yeah, Who? Uh, Michelle, you can't answer. And Lisa, you can't answer. All right, so that, that's almost everybody. <laughs> I thought it in my house. Yes. All right. Sonera, you know the answer? Top of 31. This is the question? Yeah. Don't don't say it. Just let me know if you know it. Sonera, was man mortal or immortal in the garden? Don't answer it. But do, you, do, you, do you know the answer? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So here's what I'm going to ask. To those who don't know, was man mortal or immortal before the fall? What was he? All right. Hold on to that. Anybody else? Was Adam and Eve mortal and immortal before they fell? No, no, I've never thought about it either. But when I thought about it, I, I, my, my mind led one direction. Then, but when I found out the definition, I was like, man, we, that's messed up. No, I never knew that. But praise God. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll take this one. Look at the definition. I want to see what you still get after you look. I want to see what you will get. Come on, Wes. You didn't answer yet. I said immortal. I did. Oh, well, you said immortal? Yeah. Let me know when you saw the definition. Still looking? Doesn't help you, does it? And what do you say? What word did you look up? Mortal. You looked up immortal? Okay. That one may not help you. That one's not going to help you. That one's actually going to make it harder for you. Actually, it 
does help you. The first one. If it, if you take the meaning that it gives yeah, off. You already yeah. have a knowledge of it, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No. <laughs> Still on Oval. And for those watching, the same applies to you as well. Was Adam and Eve mortal or immortal? Think about it in your mind. Yeah, yeah, please type it in the chat. What do you think, those watching, was Adam and Eve mortal or immortal before the fall? Type into the chat. Still thinking? Okay, so we're so we're done. Everyone has anyone typed it in the chat? Okay. They were neither. They were neither mortal or immortal. You just said, "What does immortal? What does immortal means? You can't die." But the Lord says, "The day you eat thereof, thou shalt what?" So if they were mortal, how can they die? There will be no need for a test. There would have been no need for a test if you can't die. I remember Satan's thing was that he wanted them to eat of the tree of life. So that they can live. So, yeah, so they can live and perpetuate, perpetuate sin, sin for eternity. But what does mortal mean? Mortal, it means um, death or to die. Subject to death. Mm -hmm. So is Adam and Eve subject to death at creation? No. no. So then what were they? They were neither. So what were they? No, not even that. Not even that. They were made a, they were made a little lower than the angels. Before they passed their test. Before they passed their test. Yeah, those other beings. Yeah, they passed theirs. They get to continue. So then, what were they? You know, we're gonna read it. Maybe we'll get to it. What did she say? I said they were in the trial phase for immortality. Praise God. Amen. That's 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 the right answer. They were, yes, they were undeveloped beings. They were not developed. Adam was born and Eve that day. Yes, they were right there. They were the first adult babies. You know, and from that day, that day, their, the action they developed was based upon their relation to the two trees. The character that they were going to take on, whether it was immortality or mortality, was based upon how they relate to the two trees. Adam and Eve never ate from the tree of life, not once, not once. They made the wrong choice. The, their first choice after they came out of the womb was to eat from the wrong tree. And instead of them developing the right way, they started to go backwards. They started to go back to Egypt. Yeah, they're going back to dust. Man started to break down from that. Man became mortal that day they ate, that day. It says it in the text. The day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely become mortal. I want to say that because it's in the Bible. Yes, it is. So we Amen. That we're not just saying this. Because when you go to Genesis chapter 3, it says, um, the, the Lord said that God <coughs> around the tree of life. Amen. Says, Lest they eat and live, and live forever. So yeah. if they ate from that tree, they, they would have lived forever. forever. That's what Satan so wanted. That they didn't live forever means they never ate. What did Satan want? Had they eat from the tree of life and live forever, Satan would remain man's permanent governor. That's what he wanted. Because whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. So if Adam and Eve kept eating from the tree, it perpetuates his life. He's looking for a way to live forever. 
That's what he's doing. He thought that if he can get man to sin, it will sustain his life. Satan knew that. He understands the law. He knows how the law works. He was there. If I can get them to sin and eat from the tree of life, I get to rule over them and therefore I get to live forever. But the Lord says, no, both of y'all are going to die. But I'm going to save one of you. I'm going to save one of you and I'm going to destroy the other one. But if those who want to join you, I'm going to give them a second probation and give them an opportunity whether they want to join you or join me. Nobody at the Sunday Law is going to make an ignorant decision. Everyone's going to make an intelligent decision. Either they're going to accept Christ or accept Satan. God is really going to put that before people. It's just Christ and it's just Satan. He, go ahead, Rashad. Okay. okay. So just to, to help. I'll stop after your thought. Okay. To help to understand this uh, maybe a little bit is that um, an infant, uh, a baby, like, in, like Ava, for instance, when a baby is born, is it, can it move on its own? Can it do things on its own? No. No, it's still tethered to the mother. It, the mother has to pick it up and move it from point A oh, to point B. Oh, it's a spiritual umbilical cord. Amen. Yes, Amen. it's still, exactly, it's still attached spiritually to the Amen. mother. It cannot do anything. So Adam and Eve never exactly. really detached from God. No, they yeah, never because of Christ, they were still, God. yeah. So that is a, until a child is able to, to move and walk and, and do things on his own, then it's able to then move and go a further distance away from the mother. Just like Aiden. The, the, the <coughs> difference is right before us. Ava is tethered to the mother. Tethered to her mother. She can't eat on her own. She can't speak. She she's can't, undeveloped. She's underdeveloped. Yeah. But now when you come to Aiden, now he's more developed. Yeah. Now Amen. he can move and eat and talk Only on his own. Choices oh, now Amen. coming in. Amen. Yeah. So Amen. That's how that's what the state of Adam and Eve was in. They were still tethered. They were still undeveloped. Amen. And Satan came in that in that period to try to snatch that away so that he can be perpetuated in them because he knew that his end was going to come. But Amen. if he had if he had the human race and the, and the earth, yeah, and if they ate, his spirit was going to come. His kingdom in. goes on. Yeah, his kingdom would have went on. Eternal life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he was that's what he was trying to do. And that's he read all of that there. Yeah. He saw that there. It's the same thing that all all these conquerors they want. Amen. All these conquerors they want the same. Keep thing. this they thought want, in mind. They want to perpetuate their life. Amen. How do they do that? They conquer these lands. They put their name in their children. Keep they that thought in mind. In the land. Amen. They do all these things. So Keep that, that in they, mind. So that their life yes. can can be perpetuated. That's why he says he was subtle. Amen. Back of his mind, he was he was looking for everlasting life for yep. himself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yep. the Bible says Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. He Amen. No, he didn't care for them. He was trying to save himself. Yeah, yeah. That's all he was trying to do. And God forbid any of us have that spirit. You know, yeah. we want the right spirit. But to go what Rashad said, does anyone know why they were still connected to God, even though they sinned? How? Why were they still connected? What? What? What is that spiritual umbilical cord? It is the breath. Yeah, it is the breath. Huh? They weren't eating. What, what is it? They never really chose. They never really chose. They chose, but it was coerced. And you know, see, yeah, they were deceived into choosing. God wants people to intelligently, reasonably choose the wrong way. It was coerced so they can get a second probation. What is the second probation? Now that you know the way of evil, and you know the way of good, now you're really choosing. Mm -hmm. 
Now you're really choosing. Now if you do that again, there is no more way, um, yeah, no sacrifice for sin. There's no more. Because now you're willfully choosing evil. Yeah, you make it. So this is where we are. Christ came to show us the good. And if we don't choose Christ, we're willfully disobeying him. We're willfully going against him. We're using the choice that he purchased for us again to willfully do the wrong thing. Amen. Right? And they had to decide whether to make them. Now, since before they fall, they knew of the fall. Amen. Salvation was not an afterthought. Yeah, I like that thought. They knew Adam and Eve was going to fall. Even Lucifer. So, in the garden, it said, In the day thou eatest, thou shalt surely die. That was the instructions given to Adam. Amen. Adam is the, is, is the <coughs> Christ. So, in heaven, that instruction was given to Christ as well. Amen. In the day that Adam and Eve eat of the fruit, you, Christ, shall surely die. The day thou this createst, is, yes. thou shalt surely die. This is what it means. It means that he died from the foundation of the world. And I love this because it really shows that I am not an afterthought. Amen. I was well considered, even though, and that's why the Bible says, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died, Christ died for us. Amen. They knew Adam and Eve was going to fall, but Christ died in heaven. Yeah. He chose death long before. I really love that thought. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that thought. I'm gonna take that thought, and we want to go up a little higher up this ladder now. Okay, Romario said. I think it was Romario. He's once somebody said it. Count the cost. Yes. Before Christ did anything, what did he do? Okay, so Swininger said, "The day, the day they eat, you die." But if you go, "The day thou createst thou, thou shalt surely die." That's what the father said to the son. But that wasn't just Adam. It goes back to what Rashad said. Who was the first person God made? Okay, so the day thou, thou, the day thou createst thereof, this is going to lead to your death. Making Lucifer is going to lead to your death. And Christ says, I'm going to create them anyway. I'm willing to, to accept the, the, the cost of redeeming man. Yep. Christ knew Lucifer was going to rebel. He knew that. And he knew that as a result of his rebellion, the earth would rebel. Because Christ knows the end from the beginning. He knows the end of creation from the beginning of creation. He knows it. When Christ said to him, I could, it's almost like we're in the meeting right Amen. now. Amen. And it's like we're hearing what the Father and the Son say. Amen. And Christ says to the Father, I accept, I accept the price. I'll accept the price. I'll pay for it. But you're going to lose your life. I accept. I accept. And when man sinned, it was time to pay. But the father, he wrestled, you know, even though they knew it was coming. You know, you know even though they knew it was coming. Nah, that's nice because you could prove that because in the garden, Eve said to, 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 um, to, to, no, to Christ, why did you make the serpent? Yeah. Amen. That's what she said. And then the man turned around and be like, why did you make the woman? It's the woman you made. He was telling God, why did you, why did you do If you didn't do that, I wouldn't have sinned. That's really what you're saying. Then you're asking God not to be himself. So the whole world is asking this question. Yep. Why did God make man if he knew man would have fallen? Why did he make these things if he knew we were going to suffer and all that stuff? But he made a way. As Amen. soon as he made these things, he made a way. The way is what's important. Amen. Because if you question that, you're questioning your own <coughs> You're going to walk existence. your way out of Christ. You're yeah. questioning your own existence. Amen. Why did you... 
well then you don't need to be here because you're questioning why but you're not recognizing the way and so to know that that he knew that lucifer was going to do this eve told him that if you knew he was going to do this why did why did you make him the serpent is what beguiled me because you made it you're blaming the creator you're just blaming you're basically asking god to not create that he should just be there by himself and don't make anything yeah. That's the other, the other thing. You're asking him to create people that's going to obey no matter what. Yeah. Ultimately, it, it that's does, not life. It, no, that's not life. It does ultimately come down to, to just God's love because he loved Lucifer. That's the way. He dear, yeah, yeah, he dearly loved Lucifer. Lucifer. That's why he made him. Yeah, so that's God. why he loved he him. him. I mean, that's chance. why he made him. He Amen. still gave him a chance yeah. to choose. He Amen. loved Lucifer and Lucifer had the same choice. So Amen. Lucifer had to make the same choice as, as Adam and Eve. And he loved Adam and Eve, so they had to have the opportunity to make that choice. All the created beings have that same choice. Amen. Everyone has that, that choice. Really nice. And For the God base so of that choice is his love. Amen. So and what, what, didn't, what didn't they never see? That love. They never seen death. Mm -hmm. yeah. They never seen that other side. Yeah. So because he never seen it, he chose that side. Yeah. <laughs> this is so foolish. It's foolish. Never saw that side. He never saw, they never seen God destroyed. Yeah. He thought he would surely not die because he's never seen it. Why didn't you see it? Because there was no reason for it. There was no reason for God to execute death. Who broke his law? Nobody. There was no reason for it. So now you become the object lesson to teach God's justice. You choose to be the object lesson to teach that. Why would you go that way? Why would you go that way? Yes, yeah, amen. Why would you choose the other way? Why would you die? That's what he said. Why would you die? Why would you become the object lesson to teach death? I didn't create an object lesson to teach you death. See, now, that's what, that's what answers to all the other created beings that come up after. Um, oh, praise God. Because Amen. Because they have an object, object lesson. lesson. Ah, that's so nice. Praise God. So he can keep creating. Ah, that's nice. So oh, man. That's nice. That Amen. Because now they have a perfect revelation of his love. And that, man, praise God, man. That's really nice. That's really nice. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yes. It means he can keep creating. <laughs> he, that's nice. No, 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 no. no, no, no. For the future. For future, yeah. yeah All created beings after the earth. That's really nice. Yes. What's an artist that don't draw? Yeah, you know, created that don't That is really nice, man. That's really nice. He's a creator. He's a creator. That is really nice, you know. No, no. The sun stood still. Yeah, sun stood still. You know what Rashad just said? I don't know what y'all just seen what Rashad just said. When he recreates in a new one, he's setting it to the new creation, life or death. They got to choose life or death. But they have a real representation. So they're going to log logically, they're going to choose life. Because they have a whole history they can look at. The choice that, that if they made the choice for death, here's, here's, here's the choice you would make if you go this route. Yep. That's nice. Praise God. Praise God. Remember and then Christ could be like the evidence. Amen. My blood. My blood. That's, he can always have that evidence. That's nice. That's nice. The cross even saves the new creation. Oh, my goodness. That's nice. Man.
about that's um, nice. what are we going to teach in heaven. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. We were having a conversation. How do we teach? Oh, yes, we were. Yeah. That's how. Right? Yeah. That's so, how. So, Amen. That's the point I was making. We, they, man, God is good, it, man. When Moses said, "Go," um, Christ says, tell it to your children. And your children's children. children to the Amen. Those are our children. Amen. And our children's children. Amen. We partake with Christ in creation. The babies and that are growing up too. Yeah. And our children's every new creation. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Amen. And we're the one that's gonna have to give them the the, uh, the waymarks. And what are you and showing them? The Passover. Yeah. You're showing them the Passover. Yeah. Tell them this Passover. Yep. Man, that's nice, man. Does everybody see what's being said? Yeah. Look, I know okay. it's a lot. Praise God, man. We are in heaven. Amen. Yep. I really yep. want us to see that. I Amen. Know sitting here, but if you like can't see having, having that these thoughts are what yep. the Praise God. This Amen. Heaven, Amen. This is what Amen. Exactly. Oh, that's nice, heaven man. That's nice. Right now, yeah. and, and we're getting it at the same time. Yeah. What they're talking about is what we're talking about. That's a nice connection, man. That's a nice connection. They're, that's what's on their mind. Whatever's on heaven's mind must be on our mind. Man, that's present truth. Amen. And I just want to add this one point. This is the, and that's what nice. Day is it as well too? The Sabbath. Oh man, that's nice. That's really nice. Those who are still with the Sabbath get a lot, a lot more. Amen. We're sitting in heavenly places. That's really nice. I pray that everyone who's watching live is following. And if you're not able to follow, please write in the chat and ask questions. We may not answer this time, but we'll um, answer in an, at another time. And for those who watch the video after and this part comes up, please write us, email us, contact us to, to help to, to add to, to, to give some more information on the points that are being discussed. And we'll do our best to, to bring it up. I was going to say, we, I was just about to say we need a transcriber. We need somebody to transcribe these things. because Yeah. Amen. Well, let us close out this portion. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, O Lord, that we're at a place that we can truly say we thank you for being here with us. We thank you, O Lord, for the, for, for the Holy Spirit that makes us able to understand these things. We thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. That gives man an opportunity to choose life. And Lord, while you're showing us these things, you're actually asking us to choose life. And this is what we're eating right now is the life that you're trying to give us. Please, Lord, help us not to lose this. Help us not to lose sight of this, O oh Lord. Help us not to go away forgetting, forgetting what manner of man we was as we were looking into the mirror. Lord, we don't want that. I really pray and ask that as we rise up off our knees, that, we would, that we've already set our hearts to seek the will of the Lord and to do it, that we will be doers of what, of, of what we're hearing. For everything that you just taught us just now, there's a life in it, O oh Lord. And as we receive that life that you've hidden the revelation which you've given to us, we will be able to live towards that life. So like Enoch, we can walk right into heaven. And if we die like Moses, you would raise us up and to take us right into heaven. So please, Lord, help these thoughts not to slip from our mind. It's very easy for them to slip, O oh Lord. We're forgetful people. We're still in a mortal body. We still make foolish choices and decisions. So I'm really praying and asking, O oh Lord, that you please keep us from falling. Please keep us from falling away from this revelation. Lord, we, you've heard the desire that we need to make videos. We want to make videos and develop them, Lord. Please keep this desire burning in us. Um, that we will make videos for from this thought, oh Lord, you're going to open up such wonderful and beautiful things. And Lord, we thank you for answering the thought in which we had. You really heard us this morning and you answered us, Lord. You, you, you really heard us and you really answered us at this time. 
And Lord, we thank you for answering us, for answering those questions in which we had. And that's only to encourage us to ask more questions because you're more than willing to answer them if we ask. So please help us, O oh Lord, as we ask according to the plan of salvation, you will really teach us, O oh Lord. And I thank you for that. Please continue to be with us throughout this Sabbath and help us to keep it holy. These thoughts are designed to lead us to keep the Sabbath holy by meditating upon what we heard. And we ask that you help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.